0: Hi guys, and welcome to a new episode of the QMS Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the responsibility, the responsibilities of men. And we have a guest today,
1: first guest, we're joined by Redwan. Hello guys, my name is Redwan, and it's an honour to be able to present with my fellow brothers. Lovely stuff, man, lovely stuff.
0: Alright, cool. Sign us off, go on, do your thing.
2: Yeah, so as I was saying before this started, I think there's some correlation between finding purpose and the responsibilities of a man. And I say of a man specifically because today we're in a day and age where well, men seem a bit wayward and they don't necessarily know what to do or how to do things in regards to their lives. So I was just wondering if any of you guys were or had the same viewpoints as myself or
1: disagree with me. Um, I agree with you and the reason I agree is um, a lot of men nowadays weren't taught about responsibility so for the past I'll say 40 to 50 years men haven't been taught by their parents due to negligence or the pa- parents were just um, ignorant about it so they don't really know uh, about um, responsibility so this lack of responsibility has caused everyone to be lost in life If, if you get where I'm coming mm-hmm. from
3: yeah Just another thing to add, I think, I think being in this country, you get a lot just by living here. For example, like if you go to like less fortunate countries, the younger you are, you have to do far more when you're younger. You have far more responsibilities when you're younger. So I feel Mm. like that also plays a part in the fact that as we've gotten more technological, more advanced, like everything, we get everything more easily. Mm there's less of a struggle to for someone to attain like something small whereas like before it would be much harder so I feel like that sense of responsibility I wouldn't say it's been lost but it's slowly like slowly without realizing more or less it's slowly just faded away bit by bit which in a sense I mean who who is to blame really you can't really say who's to blame but it's just something that's naturally happened as happened as like society and technology's advanced
1: yeah 100% yeah how about how about you guys go on um, on. Salama what Salama said reminds me of a quote strong men create good times good times create create weak men and weak men create bad times so Mm -hmm. strong men hold a lot of responsibility but in the first world countries everyone is not putting as much energy and effort into responsibility so they have less influence in their life and that affects everyone around them. So if, think of it like this, if government did have order in a country, every resident in the country will be in harm's way, if you get what I mean, because the government ain't taking care of the country. But nowadays, like, I'm putting it into perspective of men. So men, around them is family, right? If men aren't taking care of themselves, how can they take care of everyone around them? And men are meant to take care of everyone around them. Females don't need to do that. And that's why you can see a lot of um, um, weakness in the world today. But it's mm-hmm. not their fault, if you get where I'm coming from. It's not that really their fault. It's just they haven't been taught.
2: Um, Redmond, can I ask you a question? Yes, please. So you mentioned the time frame. Um, When you started speaking, you said um, over the last 50 years, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong. So what do you think is the difference between men of today and men of, let's say, 50 years
1: ago? So the difference is nowadays, most um, families, their fathers, the fathers are absent. So (laughs) the mothers can't really teach the son much about responsibility as they don't, Take on a lot of responsibility as a man would, like a father, and that's the main um, problem. It could be due to war; the father died in wars because wars happened a lot in the past fifty to sixty years. Whilst um, there's a lot of um, divorces nowadays compared to long long ago, and mm-hmm. those are the two main main points. See
0: what I would say? Yeah, uh, I would say um, it's not. It's not that. It's not that women don't take on responsibility as a man. It's just like as much as as much responsibility as a man, it's just that women wouldn't take it on the same way a man would. Like I feel like responsibility for a man from long time ago has been a lot it's a lot more natural for men to have responsibility. Whereas women would have less responsibility as a man as sorry, as as a woman from from time ago. But then as in as that like coming coming to today, coming to like recent times As you said, there are a lot of families that just don't have fathers that are present. And then that placed a lot of responsibility on the mum. But it's not like she could take it on the same way that a man would. There would be a lot more struggle to. It would be a lot harder to do so. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I agree with your point.
3: I think think even traditionally, if you look at it, the responsibility of a man was to do what? Bring in, be the breadwinner, basically. The one who's going to provide the sustenance for everyone to live from by working and the responsibility of the woman, which was different was to make sure to look after everyone at home now that's not to say that women should be doing that yeah it's just more that traditionally if naturally they've just been doing that role for how long how can they suddenly just change and like how easy is it for them to change and Suddenly become because single moms. Don't get me wrong. They don't just they they protect they, they handle the house and they, they're the breadwinners, which is why mm-hmm. like single moms biggest respect in the world. I don't think yeah, they're 100%. strong. There's there's not even there's no in my opinion there's no stronger people out there, than those than single moms that are playing both roles. So I just think there's that aspect to it too. And then it's like I know a lot of like brothers that have grown up like. No with no dad around them. But I look at them now and mashallah they're like they're solid. Like they're confident. Mm. Like they're out there working from young. So it's like to an extent you can say that the fact that they didn't have that father figure in their life, but they had the mother that they could see was trying so hard pushed them mm, even harder yeah. to take more responsibility on top of what. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I agree with your point. And that is due to, um I, I feel like when boys grow up with only their mom in their life, they can either make two choices. Either they don't take responsibility and have everything granted to them. Or as you said, they grow to be the best men in, in life because they see that their mom done so much. They want to give back so much more. And they put that as part of their responsibility. And they that's mm. how you, strong men are created. But, it's due to example a good example is Tupac. His father wasn't around, but then he learned by himself how to be a man by making choices, taking control of everything in his life, and therefore he made his circle of influence bigger and he affected everyone around the world. Yeah. Do you see that that one about um like
0: not having the father around or anything? That a like in in like What's the what's the what's the word? Like when you're when you're talking about like sons and 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 like uh, bringing up sons, I feel like that spectrum is so wide because I know a lot of people. Well, I know of a lot of people that have don't have their dads around, or haven't had their dads around for the majority of their life, and they've just gone wayward. Like it's just gone left for them. Yeah. But then I know a lot of people that they they don't have their father around, and it's like they've done so much better than. I don't know how it would have turned out, but I feel like they've done so much better than they would have if their dad was around. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I understand. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's, just,
0: it's very, it's just a very weird one, because it's not it's like... I, I, I could say it's like a 50-50 spread, but it's like, I don't know, because it's, like, it's it's, a very weird one. You can't really... It, it's, it, you have to take into consideration the, the, like, the people they chill around as well when they're growing so- up their their wider influence outside the house because the the mom can only do so much in the house, the mum's main the mom's main a lot of the time the mom, not responsibility but the mum's main aim is okay, make sure my child is safe, make sure he comes home, make sure he eats and all that stuff, make sure the clothes, make sure he has the the roof over his head, all of that stuff, but further than that she she doesn't have the time to really think about other things on on average on average. So yeah, it can really I don't know it can really. Be any
1: playing field at the end of the day. That's true, and I like how you yeah. brought up the the thing about friends. I believe the five to six people around you shape you. So the guys that you know that that went in the right way of life, they probably had good people around them or good people to look up to, and that made them better. Mm. You put themselves in circumstances that made them grow. So as you said, your the mother makes them feel safe. But to grow, you have to put yourself in the face of danger, which grows your masculinity, and you grow as a person. Mm. That's how you get purpose. That's, that's why I think purpose comes from.
2: That's a good point. Um, regarding um, father's and their responsibility, I think it's the father's responsibility to make sure that their son, child in general, but son in particular, Grows up and knows how to conduct himself in a social environment, and I think we've lost, we've kind of um, neglected the conversation around absent fathers. So we praise single mothers, of course, because they are to be praised one hundred percent. However, it's we've kind of neglected the fact that fathers are still required in the in the child's in the child's life, because basically, what happens when your child and everyone knows this, fathers in your child, and you start to grow up, you start to kind of kick back against the authority. So you start breaking rules, right? So you break rules when you reach adolescence. And then yeah. what your father will do when you're in that position is that he will knock you back down so you look, you can't do this and you're not allowed to do this. So even though the adolescent is trying to break those rules, he has a figure there who is bigger than him and more influential than him. And he stops him from overstepping that barrier. as he mm. As he grows up, that keeps on happening, and then he kind of understands that where that boundary is and sets that boundary for himself. When we take that father out of the equation, the child has no boundary, and he doesn't know how to submit to authority. And you see it all the time. Sometimes, well, personally, I've seen um, like kids who don't have fathers, and you see that they just don't submit to authority. So if my dad isn't around, so the reason if my dad isn't around, and he can't tell me what to do, then why should I listen to a teacher and listen to what they have to say to me? Why should I listen to a police officer? Why should I listen to so and so? You see that they have no regard for authority and I think that's an increase in increasing problems and you see it even more when you think about um gang members and people, victims and perpetrators in regards to that crime. So I think that the conversation around violence, probably need to take more responsibility over their child. But to me, I understand that there's circumstances, to, to be fair, well, very a very minute amount of circumstances that fathers can't be there for their child. However, I, what I do not understand is why some fathers are so comfortable in leaving their child at a very early age or not taking uh, responsibility for their child. That's, that's mm. why I can't get uh, can't seem to wrap my head around. What was it? I believe,
1: um Go on bro. Oh go on, go on. Go on. Uh, I believe, yeah, with your last point that um the fathers, the main reason they do not want to upbring their child is due to them being scared of responsibility. So imagine you got a child by accident and you're that that guy and you just don't wanna what upbring them and then show them. They don't know how to do it because their fathers have it shown them. Can I, can I ask you a question if you don't mind? Yeah, go on. Um, please, please. So you said,
2: what was it that you said? You said... Um, they're like, they're they, running away from responsibility. Yeah, they're running away from responsibility because they accidentally have a child, right?
1: Yeah. What does most that of mean? them. What
2: does that mean? What does it mean to accidentally have a child?
1: They were just um, having sex and out of the blue they had the child. But But they they can't (laughs) wait. Yo, do you get where I'm coming from? They they had sex and they 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 took their, they didn't ejaculate in them, but they just found out two months down the line that they have a child. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's
2: here's what I've got to say to that, right? So in regards to responsibility and absent fathers, I think we're putting the cup for the horse because when we talk about absent fathers, we're saying that their fathers are not there for a child. But there has to be a there has to be a conversation about responsibility in relation to sexual relations with a partner. If you have sexual relations with someone, you need to take into account the possibility of you having a child, and therefore you must take responsibility for that. And I think that's another thing that's very neglected today. So today, there's a term called casual sex. I don't think casual and sex should ever be used next to each other in the same sentence because it doesn't make any sense. We are we're taken away from the meaning and the importance of having sexual relations with uh, another person. Strongly agree.
0: Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, I was going to say uh, the the point you made prior. um, What plays into it as well, that a lot of fathers, they they may still be in the household. They may still be married to the mother and one. They may still be physically present, but a lot of fathers aren't emotionally present. Like a lot, so many, and that plays into it. That plays into like how the son would come, like turn out as well. Cause a a lot of times the way the son would turn out is quite similar to the way a, a son would turn out if the father wasn't there, just because the father wasn't emotionally present, physically pres physical presence. Um, that it it plays a big role, hundred percent. But it's nowhere near enough. If you're really, if you're really talking about the full responsibility of a father on it, uh,
1: with their son. So, so it you're you're talking about the emotional presence is has significant importance to how they upbring their sons. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. Because
0: physical presence, I mean, it's something that you appreciate because again, there are a lot of fathers that aren't physically present. Cool, but it's like. If you're physically present and then you're not really doing anything for your son to, to build him and to... You want him to do so well in life or oh, cool. Because a lot of fathers want their ch- children to do well, I'd assume. But it's like, if you're not doing anything, if you're not really investing into your son, if you're not doing things that will build your son emotionally as a person, because the emotional aspects of our lives are very important aspects of our lives. that A lot of people will only encounter later on in their life and that would be quite detrimental to them. So if you're not really investing in your son from a young age... Emotionally Things are going to play out In certain ways That you don't want them To play out And it, In in a lot of cases It might cause rebellion It might cause Just like Moving wayward That's just something I realised yeah How about How about you guys Do you man What responsibilities Do you guys think You have Whether it's in your family Whether it's in your community I don't know What responsibility Do you guys think you have
1: I think I have A responsibility To be a good role model for other Muslims in my community and other people at the same time. So first, I need to show good values, but actually not applying it. So I believe speech is nothing without actions. So if I don't display it through my actions, whatever I say is just full of crap. I have to display it by my actions so others can follow what I do. But that's not the whole reason I do it. The whole reason I do it is just for to be seen as good in the eyes of God.
3: Yeah. Also I think back to that speech thing, I think if you act do you really need to speak? No. It's like you don't really need to do you and like that's that's another thing. It's also I think if you look at it more like back to like the rigid religion standpoint, you know that you have a lot of people around you that are literally, that are trying to find their, their like, their self. Especially at this age. Once you've left school, like, you have a lot more free time now you're going to uni. It's like, you struggle to find, okay, what am I? Because you've been stuck in the school system for how many years, doing the same thing every day. Like, you haven't, not a lot of people generally have thought about who am I, what do I like doing? And that's why I think people, like, let's say... They end up going down the wrong path within the first year of uni. And a lot of people drop out. Or a lot of people drop out because they don't want to stay. But I feel like there's a lot to do with that. Responsibility-wise, I think. There's also the dynamic of, like, brothers. For example, like, an older brother, a young, the youngest. The oldest brother, the youngest. The middle child. For me, as a youngest brother, I didn't have that much responsibility to do much. All I knew is that, like, what, I didn't, it was like if my dad wasn't there, my brothers were taking charge. If that makes sense. Mm. So in that sense, like being the youngest, I didn't get that much responsibility till about later on in my, much like around now in my life where it's like, the responsibilities all hit me at once. But I feel like, cause I had my brothers and my dad, like, like three different people to show me how you deal with responsibility. I got a far better idea of how I can deal with my responsibilities when they come. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I feel like being the oldest child is probably, it's like, it's solely dependent. I mean, of course, different people react different ways, but it's more dependent on your father, like being there to show you, in my opinion. I don't know how it is. Like Quincy, you could probably expand more on that.
0: Yeah. I, I I will touch on that. Hold on. How about, how about you? Like, within your family, what responsibility do you think you have? Because you're you're like middle
2: isn't it. Yeah, yeah. Um, within my family or community or yeah, anything. When well away from family, and I think that this would help in general. Because I think we as men we kind of brush past the merits that come with. I know this sounds cliche, and it's see everyone like instagram posts but like being the best version of yourself right so everyone has problems in their lives and if you deal with your own problems and you're able to deal with them efficiently and well then you'll be able to perform efficiently and well when you're helping other people i always say there's people who who like helping people which is all great but you can't do so at the best of your abilities about making sure that you are okay first. If everyone made sure that they were okay, then we would live in a utopia, but that's not the case. It's just like broken people trying to help out other broken people. And some people mm-hmm. can do a bit more than others. So there's a lot of merit to be gained when you improve yourself, because when you improve yourself, everything kind of just falls into place. Everything starts to follow. So if I'm improving myself and I think, oh, this is the type of person I want to be, I want to be someone who's Another person can rely on that would mean that my younger brothers would be able to rely on me. My parents would be able to rely on me. My friends would be able to rely on me. Even in the work setting, other people would be able to rely on me. And you see how just from me improving myself can be carried over and transferred into whatever environment I wanted to be, whether it be in the family or whether it be in the workplace. 900 No,
0: hundred percent. Hey um calm i would say ha- okay how
1: about you red For you do your siblings red well, yes i'm the oldest son but i'm in the middle when it comes to the count okay I'm the third okay. Um, child but um i take a big responsibility in my family but my dad is um he, ha- he has a business business overseas so yeah. i'm just the man i was built up with a lot of pressure to be the man of the house even though I hated it in my my early teens to my late teens, because I couldn't do what I wanted to do. I had to take care of my family. And I used to always like blame circumstances, conditions that happened to me, but I soon came to see other role models that made me just change my ways. So I just started to think, stop complaining. I looked into like the the religious books like the Quran, the Bible. I looked at the stories and it taught us, it teaches us stuff there that will build us as men. Example, um, the story of um, the Israelites. They used to complain a lot and they met a bad end. So I just took that into consideration. I was like, why can't I do all I can do and see how much I can control my life? And that's how I started to grow who I am. I started to get bigger, Mashallah. Um, my mind started to grow. I started to think more. So now, in the past, I just was lost. But then I started to wake up earlier. And in every morning I do this, I just think a deep life for like one hour. Who am I? Who am I and what do I want to do? What am I good at? And how can I benefit others? And that I feel like that hour of deeping life just changed my life completely. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone needs it too. Yeah, it's
0: hundred percent yeah um i would say regarding responsibility i think so one of the biggest responsibilities i've taken on is building my brother like building up my younger brother because i feel like he has my he's a very he's a very not i don't know if influential is the word but it's like his easily influenced very easily influenced yeah and it's like if if you don't start from young to draw certain things into him it's gonna get long when he gets older. You get so it's like that's one big responsibility I've taken my younger brother, and I feel like sort of cause my my dad isn't um, he's he's around, but it's like he's in Nigeria. He has he's again similar to um, Red one. He has business in Nigeria, so he's in Nigeria a lot of the time. Um, he I, I feel like I've taken a lot of the responsibility of my dad in the sense where um, I feel like I have to protect my family. I feel like I have to like really i I feel like i have to be emotionally available for my family as well my mum especially so yeah i feel like that's within my family that's the responsibilities i've really taken
2: on that's a good point that you bring up you know that's really good about um being emotionally available for your mum i mean well quite clearly we can see Mm. the effects that your um not your but fathers who are not necessarily absent sorry problems who are absent. We can see the effects that it has on, on people. And I think that we need to, it's important for people to realize these effects. Like nowadays, it's a lot of men aren't necessary. At least what I've seen, I don't know if you've seen it. But it, the, the phrase, um, you don't need men, especially for women. It's just, it's very, quite mainstream. Mm. And I think, well. Doesn't really, that phrase doesn't really make sense, but some men have taken it and they've said, you don't need us, then well, fine, I'm not going to do anything with my life then. And I'm just going to sit around and do nothing, since we are needed. So we need to remind men that their, their position in society is very much needed, as seen throughout history. I mean, quite clearly, we can see that um, men or well, society has been built upon men who break themselves backwards to keep everything functioning and we take a lot of stuff for granted so um there was a there was a story that i had. I feel like is, is is something that you guys might have heard as well well basically there was a woman from a foreign country and she came to i think it was london one time and she was at the bus stop right um so she's standing on the bus stop and it said the time that the bus would arrive and it was like bus would arrive in two minutes whatever. And in two minutes, the boss was there. And to us, to us, that doesn't seem like anything amazing because we live it every single time. But we have no idea what work is going, what work is being done behind the scenes to make sure that everything that's supposed to be breaking, this giant infrastructure, keeps working. To her, mm-hmm. it was like magic because she's she's not from here. Oh,
0: she's okay. not
2: from here. So we okay. we need to we need to really show men that look. There is, there are responsibilities that they need to take, in order for society to keep functioning in a way that is right and in a way that
1: doesn't cause any problems in the future. Mm. Um, should we, shouldn't we talk about how men can be more responsible? How you can we can be more responsible? Yeah. So to other um, youngsters who don't know how to be responsible, like where to start.
2: Pick something and do it. Literally, pick anything and just start doing it to the best of your ability. And then you find out that once you it, and it doesn't have to be something big. Like people, um, people get into this mindset that they have to pick something crazy and show that they can do it in order to feel some ser- some sort of self worth. It's not necessary. Pick something small, do it, and what will happen in your mind is that oh look. I've done this thing, let me try doing something else as well. Let me try taking responsibility for something else. And they do that and they're like, oh, well, look, I can do that as well. Let me try doing something else. And it's, it creates a positive feedback. The issue is people don't even start. They don't even start trying to take responsibility. Mm, yeah. So look for something, just take responsibility for it, work at it, and once you do that, you, the, your sense of self up increase because look, if you're not taking responsibility you are useless you most certainly are useless that we're all useless if we don't do something with ourselves so make yourself useful do things and once you keep on doing things you'll see the, the benefits that that come with it.
0: and that applies so to everyone basically to everyone.
2: Uh, so set goals
0: and conquer them yeah but stuff you're interested in though, don't just do something for the sake of doing something yeah but, but yeah, don't be that.
3: don't be afraid to experiment as well. Yeah. You yeah, might yeah. know what you might like and what you might not like. Yeah. yeah. I think i yeah, that, everything
0: That's a proper one. Actually just doing something. Because so I thought yeah, when you when you're I posted it on my story a while ago, I forgot yeah, yeah. the word for I posted do something on my story, but when I posted a while ago, that the idle mind is a dangerous place to live in. The idle mind if you're not doing anything, it's a dangerous place. You don't know it might feel like nothing, but really and truly, it's like you're being eaten eaten up from the inside. Your mind is just being eaten up from the inside. So, yeah, just do something. Keep your mind busy. Not distracted in the sense where you're trying to get away from problems, but just keep your mind busy. Do something. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big one. It's un, it's, it sounds simple, but a lot of people just don't start, like Philip said. And it's very
1: rewarding at the same time. I believe, yeah, if you don't have a goal, you are you're building up something in your life that you don't want. Because all humans are, have a success mechanism built inside them. So we're built for success. So it's either you don't know what success is and you're just chasing something that's, that you don't want, or you're being specific about what you want and you're getting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Salama, you made a point earlier that I'd like to build up on um, when you said experiment different things. It is completely normal for you to not know um, what you want to do at this age, and yeah, like Quincy said, this is more general like, advice. But one thing you don't do when you're young is wait until you figure out what you want to do. That's just one thing you don't do, because when you're young, you, there's a there's an infinite amount of possibilities that are waiting to be to be explored, and you're sitting there waiting. It's like no, you don't wait in doing something. You slowly begin to you slowly begin to cancel out the things that you don't want to do. So let's say you do something and you think, I don't really want to do this. I'm not really interested in this. You can just say, Okay, I'll move on to the next thing because at least now you know the things that you don't want to do. So you cancel yeah. out the things that you don't want to do. So you reduce that the infinite possibilities into a, into a smaller set. And then before you know it, you find what you want to do and you keep on doing it.
3: Yeah, 100%. not only just that but but results results don't have to be immediate. <clears throat> results take time as well. You don't don't expect something to give you an immediate like result then and there after you've done it. It's like room wasn't built in a day. Like, people <clears throat> say that a lot. Like you think they didn't give up after like one day of looking at it like, oh, this looks nothing like what we planned for it to be. Mm-hmm. They kept going day after day after day after day until eventually they got to a point where Rome was just looking amazing and that's what you that's what you need to like just that patience is a big thing in life yeah. if you develop patience, then you'll be good, but the problem oh, yeah. is that we and it's very it's like i understand you you can understand it to a degree 'cause like nowadays especially if you look on social media. You hear, like, a 17-year-old millionaire or something, or, like, an 18-year-old's bought their own house. Like, everyone has their own journeys. You have to figure... Like, people need to know that. Like, it's not It's not that, ah, oh, this person's a 17-year-old, he's got a million pounds. I have to be just like him. Sure, if you want to be, you can chase after that. But don't go rushing into, like, nonsenses just to get to that money because they didn't... Like, while they did get it immediately, it was just by chance. It wasn't like they planned for it to happen. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's one more important thing that I think, like, just be aware of your own journey Andrew. rather than other people's.
0: Cool. One thing I was going to say about the journey thing as well is, like, um, I feel like people have really developed a mindset that they have to, for for, like, a certain stage, they have to really be struggling and really not like what they're doing initially before they can actually start doing what they're doing later on. If you're doing something or you're experimenting and trying to get into something and you realise you are genuinely not enjoying what you're doing, stop. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of people, stop and do something else. Like, cool, let's say you're trying to build your career. There will be those certain jobs that you just have to do that are mundane. And like, you know, you have to get through them just to like, you know, make a bit of pee pay for your doors and all that stuff but then if you're really experimenting something and you know you don't like it just stop and do something else i feel like that's something that we need to learn to do like stop really listen to ourselves and understand that if we need to stop we should stop
1: but i also think that um you wouldn't know what you like until you're in it for long enough example you go into um um a sector of like it mm-hmm. you're just trying it out you need to be in there for a year or so to find out. You can't find out in a week or a month because you haven't been there for long. Mm-hmm. You haven't experienced all the different parts of that that area. Oh, so first you need to understand and feel the area, go through hardships and see if you actually like it and it's not a burden to you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Obviously,
0: yeah, give it time. Give it time. Don't just stop because you feel like you should. But if you know you don't like it, stop. After After a steady period. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but also seek opportunities because there's a lot of opportunities just by you observing your environment around you. It's not like Mm. you're like, for example, even the mundane jobs. If you just look around, you can see some sort of, let's say someone's into business, like you can see a business, there's a business idea in everything nowadays because nowadays there's so many consumers. Everyone, like, there's a lot that people want. For example, let's say, like, even like with how COVID's changed everything, you think Mm. we would get to a point where everyone would just be like online doing Zoom meetings or like you think it wouldn't... Before it wasn't normal. So let's say online tutoring. That wasn't a normal thing. Mm -hmm. But now you look at it, it's like online tutoring is more normal than...
0: Yeah, that's standard practice now, yeah.
3: Yeah, than than in-person tutoring. So it's like the world changes... But it's up to... The world changes every day, but it's up to you whether you want to try to use that to your benefit or not. Mm.
0: That's
3: very true. Um, That's
2: a whole other podcast, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Um, I'd like to bring it back to focus a bit on men, right? And I want to get you guys' opinion or your viewpoint on this because I think this is very interesting. I was actually, I was actually talking to a red one about this i think it was was that yesterday or the, it was probably yesterday i saw you yesterday then i read one.
1: yeah, yeah yesterday. it was
2: yesterday yeah <laughs> i was i'll was speak to him yesterday um in the evening about um men and when they become cynical so we know that men especially nowadays do have a tendency to become cynical but i think the most dangerous kind of cynicalism is when in an intelligent person becomes cynical. This was saying to one is like um, when you do become cynical because it's it, it happens to me a few times. You know, sometimes you wake up and you just think to yourself, "What is the point?" And you just you just can't go up to do anything. Yeah, sometimes that happens, and your mind manages to manage to justify your your actions, so your reasons for not doing anything or your reasons for bottling up emotions. And things as such. And the thing is. It does sprinkle some truth into there. So. I don't know about you guys. But I'd like to. I'd like to pick your. Pick your brains as to. What. What would you do. If you find yourself. In that sort of situation.
3: Myself. Mm -hmm. That situation. So on days where that does happen. Because of course it does happen. Not every day. is like a. Like a good day. But. I suppose. For me it's just. I try bring myself to doing as much, like I try to relate myself to God as much on those days. And it's just, that's kind of what keeps me, keeps me up because it just reminds me of my true purpose of being alive. Like, sure, all this world stuff is going on. Like, you have matters in the world that you have to take care of. But in the end, your whole purpose of living is to worship God and do what God told you to do. So I think that, that kind of brings me back to this idea that that this is the reason that you are living. And if there is something that is getting in the way of that reason that you're living, then just cut it off. Which I think like slowly but surely I'm doing. And I feel like those days have literally just gone down and down and are more and more rare as, as I've continued to do it.
0: Um, I would say. So, is it is it like you're saying that there there are times when your mind, like you start doing certain things that aren't necessarily right, or your your conscious wouldn't like necessarily agree with, but then your mind begins to justify those things. Is is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah. So your conscious definitely wouldn't agree with, it, but your mind will find a way to justify you. Um, behaving or exhibiting that sort of behaviour.
0: Mm, I think um I, I can definitely say I fall, I've definitely fallen into that before. See one of those things that's like a developing thing. It doesn't just happen. It's like it's like you fall into a trap that you can't get rid of can't get out of and the the longer it continues it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. I think one way to kinda get yourself out of that trap and you know, just help yourself, is um, it? One way that helps me is just finding things to be grateful about. I think um, when, because um, let's say you are to fall into the trap, it's more like, let's say certain things have happened and like you're, your mind is only justifying it because let's say certain, th- certain bad things have happened to you. Cool, your mind is justifying the but the, the actions that you might respond with because those things have happened to you and you might not have looked at it from, a broader perspective so i think the best way to look at it is just being just finding things to mm. be grateful about so let's say okay for example myself cool I, i've gone to hospital rather than looking at the reason i've gone to hospital I'd, ra- I'd rather be grateful that okay that at least there is a hospital i could go to because if i was in the, if i was born in a different country that it would be a, a different dynamic I, w- I might not be able to access these hospitals that i'm able to access in london so yeah, just finding a different perspective to look at things. That is, it is easier said than done, but again, just train your mind to just fall in when you know yourself, when you see yourself falling into that trap. Like activating that mechanism to for me to okay look at this from a different perspective, maybe things will get better.
1: I take a similar approach to Quincy. Um, gratefulness is the first thing that I turn to. So when I have um, a hardship come my way. I look at those those people with less than me who have less things to look upon when they have that same hardship for example, as Quincy said, back home they have less resources less stuff to look towards, but at the same time they're happy you can even see their face they're happy even with those um problems so I take that um, approach also I just go back to God, start reading, and I don't necessarily react to that um, circumstance anymore but at the start. I couldn't tell the difference between that, like the, that event and any other. So I used to just react to having something bad happen in my life. Say, oh, this is just life. Um, I, I'm, God doesn't love me. People don't like me. This, this, that. But then now I just take, have taken an approach where I'm responding to it. So I see it as a positive. Oh, this is happening because I've probably done something wrong or I could have done this better. Um, um, or I just be grateful at the end of the day if I can't think of anything. I just used um, the power of our mind because it's a, it's what is the greatest um, greatest tool that God has given us, mm. our minds. Yeah, I, I really like
2: I really like what he just did there, with one because I don't know if you noticed it or any of you guys noticed it, but he said um, I must have done something wrong, which is why such and such is happening. So that's a that's mm. a that is a a key take example. A of take a responsibility, and you see that when you take responsibility for whatever happens, whatever comes your comes your ways. Although it might be a bad thing, it gives you a sense of control over the situation and you're able to act when you're in control. So, even if it's bad, take responsibility or at least consider um, the part your hand had to play in that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> what? Okay, I'll oh. uh, go on, bro. Go on. Oh, well, I would like to add on to um, Philip's point. So, I've taken um, a viewpoint and perspective that nothing in this world is good or bad. It's just how we perceive it. So if something happens, it's not necessarily bad and not necessarily good. It's just how we see the, um, the event happening. If you get what I mean. So example, um, there was a story. There was a king and he had his advisor. So the king went out hunting one day and then a bull ripped open one of his fingers and then he went up to his advisor. He said, what do I do now? He said, oh, just thank God. He said, thank God. I just cut my finger. Then he put him into the jail, his advisor. Then he went out hunting another day. And some people were in the um, the forest. They were hunting for humans. They went up to him and they looked looked at him and said, oh, we want to offer you to our God. But then they look they saw his finger. They're like, okay, we don't want you no more. We'll let you go. Like If his finger was okay, he would have died then. Because he would have been a sacrifice to their gods. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a story that I just... Look back to you every time something bad happens. Nothing in this world is good or bad. It's just how we see
0: it. Hundred percent, man. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask yeah, do you guys? Okay, forget about in comparison to women, so we don't make anybody angry. But do you guys <laughs> think? <laughs> do you guys think that um, like men, then find it hard to take responsibility? In, in
2: comparison to women, right? I think that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, look look. I think everyone finds it hard to take responsibility when yeah. it's something bad that's happening. If it's something good, everyone's happy to take responsibility. Mm, everyone's quick like happening. But when yeah, it's something yeah. bad, everyone everyone's like, No, that's not my fault. Like you, let's say um a relation your relationship with a with a friend, let's say you fall out with a friend. And you kind of see that in like bad, they're not necessarily bad relationships, but there will be no communication because both of them think the other person done something wrong, and they're so fixated on what the other person's done that they don't mm. bother looking at what they've done. So they haven't taken any responsibility for their actions and they're just focusing on what the other person's done. So yeah. when it's bad, people don't know how to take responsibility. That's, And I think that's something that everyone needs to work on. At least looking at, at um whatever situation they're put in from an objective standpoint and saying okay, what have I done in this situation to contribute to this? And just on a side note, I liked I've read one. I liked your story. That was a mm-hmm. really good story. There's another similar story to it, but I won't tell you guys about right now because I think that story covers it.
0: I mean, yeah, you've pre- covered it. To be honest, yeah, I think um I personally find it quite easy to take responsibility. I don't know why. I feel like it's it's something that's just come with maturing, isn't it? I feel yeah. like people, something that's just come with maturing. People just um, a lot of people don't re- expect to take responsibility. So when you do straight away, it kind of it kind of like um, it get it gets them off guard, isn't it? So they can't really have they don't really have anything else to say, even if what you've done is bad. People just don't know how to respond when you just take responsibility immediately. So I think, you can leverage it, if I'm being honest, you can leverage it. But yeah, um, in general i feel like they find people find it hard to take responsibility just cuz of how people view them in it just cuz of how like they don't want to admit something that is bad in most cases because people judge let's let's be honest people will judge regardless so they don't want people to look at them in a certain view or a certain way or even even like um i feel like a lot of the time yeah it's easy. I don't know about you, man, but for for a lot of people, it's easier to take responsibility in front of people that you don't know compared to people that you do know or people
2: that you're closer with. Yeah, because there's not aspect that, of that judgmentalness. So it's either yeah. it's either I don't know you enough for me to care whether or not you judge me, or the people I do know. The people I do know will most most certainly judge you because like let's be honest people judge other people all the time so we're not gonna have, like mm. people don't judge people but when is a strange if it's a stranger in front of you that stranger knows nothing about you so they don't know what kind of life you live they don't know what your values are and they don't know um, what values you uphold so if you tell them one thing about yourself then it doesn't really matter because it's not like they can compare it to anything because they have no they haven't um, they have no knowledge anything- of what you're like Prior to yeah. so what they've been told yeah. So they have nothing to compare it to
3: what I was going to say was You know how you, you know? were saying that Like how it's Like People I think People are f- no, I was going to say People are afraid to make mistakes And like It's not actually getting better in society Because if you look around you This cancel culture thing People make one mistake Doesn't matter how much good you've done in your life That one mistake has somehow brought you down To like the worst human on earth which is a bit like a bit sad to be honest because like, sh- like and this is a mistake some people are making like 10 years ago somehow it's resurfacing and then the whole world just suddenly makes you this kind of villain which is, I think like it's, it's a bit sad and I understand from that standpoint why people are probably less and less willing to take responsibility
1: Um, I don't really think so I, I get what your point is, but I feel like I feel like it's how they think it is. So if someone makes a mistake and carries on thinking about that mistake, they'll be known for that. But oh, if you make a mistake after five years, people won't remember it. they the say, "Oh, that would have been mistake, true this, before." But, but on social media,
3: bro, everything's there from five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago.
1: I but I, I want to link that with Philip's point. If this random stranger has no significance to your life because he doesn't have enough knowledge about you. Why should his opinion matter to you?
0: Oh, no. It would, the thing is that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter to you personally if they came with on it once. But it's like, if you're an influencer and you have quite a big presence on social media and you do something or you say something that's a bit out of proportion in the past, it's a long day for you today. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a very long day. 100%. 100%. What, does that, what,
2: does, what does that say about other people's, other people's behaviours, though? Because... They kind of adopt this self-righteous nature and in believing that they couldn't be that person or they wouldn't be that person. Like I, I think it's quite fair to say that most people have said some maybe out pocket things in the past. Mm. But now the people who are prosecuting those who have done so in the past, they behave in a way as though they would have never been those people. That could never happen to them. They would never say such a thing.
1: 100%. I feel like they only behave like that over social media. If you see them face to face, nothing will happen. Like, they won't um, judge you out of character. They'll just look at you and just leave it. They'll just pass. Yeah, if
2: it's face to face and they're by themselves, but people, um, are, people, people feel confident when they're in a group of people. When they're in a group of yeah. people, people's confidence dramatically increases and their ability to think for themselves decreases.
3: That's, that links to, like, the trending stuff. When stuff trends, see how everyone jumps onto it. They don't think about what yeah, is the true yeah. meaning behind this. They don't really do their research, which is a bit, like, it's a bit sad, which is... Like, but I suppose... Do your research, guys. Do, do your, your research. research before you start talking nonsense.
0: Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do your homework. What I was going to say is, um, what I've heard a lot as well, yeah, is when people judge for something a lot of the time within them personally they're insecure about that thing or they're insecure about something that's the reason they're judging about that thing I haven't really thought of an example that applies but that's something I've heard a lot
3: I don't know I don't know when I don't know when people started thinking all humans have to be perfect Mm -hmm. like when was it not okay to make a mistake is what I don't understand that's just
0: that's just something that's come with like the way social media has grown isn't it yeah I feel like it's it's only a social media thing. Like people, I feel like people, obviously people come to their senses when it's a, it's a one-to-one, forget a group situation, when it's a one-to-one conversation and we're talking about a topic. The perfection thing and all that stuff just, it, it withers out and everyone comes to their senses. But on social media, because of the way social media has been, has been brought up and the way like people present their lives
1: on social media, it's kind of the way things are just becoming it. Hundred percent. And I believe, yeah, um every human can't express themselves fully unless they detox from social yes, media. Yeah, do not detox. You, you need to <laughs> The reason is yeah, you can't listen to yourself when you have all of this social media in your head. Yeah. You're being like every other person because you're watching every other thing that everyone watching everyone's watching. You need to listen to yourself and linking back to what Salama said, everyone is has a gift, you shouldn't be good at everything. I feel like everyone's good at one thing. So, Philip is good at something I'm not good at, Ph- Quincy's good at something that I'm not good at, Salama's good at something that I'm not good at. But at the same time, I'm good at something that all three of you are not good at. Boy,
0: yeah.
1: And I feel like and we should max out all
0: good at yeah, really. That was the professional. Oh just <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, like 100%, yeah, 100%, I hate you
1: and i feel like success is like that everyone has their own success that's why i shouldn't compare me with philip me with quincy and me with salama we shouldn't compare each other our comparison should be who we are in the past Mm. yeah so basically delete tiktok delete instagram no not delete if you know how to use it to be a producer that's good but if you're using as a consumer then you are failing in life because you're consuming stuff you don't want in your head hear that so so delete
2: yeah. it yeah i recommend that i recommend that like you, know, you know
1: delete in social media for like a week
2: like just a week at a time
1: no you'll be harder it. just keeping social media there and not touching it yeah no but
2: that's crazy because that's a difficult place to start for most people at least 100 yeah that's true
0: mm. yeah the detox one is a big one very much need if you haven't before
2: do it it's very, very much needed is actually amazing it's like, do it and, and go outside, touch grass, because I, yeah. I, I know for a fact you've been <laughs> in your for like four, four, five hours scrolling through TikTok. There are guys that actually haven't seen the sun in so long. Of course, of course. That be man, yeah. deficiency, dude. It's crazy, man. Hmm.
0: But yeah, back to what one of you said. I think, um I forgot what you mentioned, but there was a quote that I told Salama about. And there was... Um, um, You know how you guys were saying about, oh, do what you're good at, all of that. um, mm-hmm. Like, everyone's good at certain things. Yeah. I can't remember it word for word, but it was something along the lines of... It's a bit... Con- it's contradictory to what you said, but it's along the lines of, um, do what you're good at, cool, but like, don't rely on what you're good at. Who are you? Let's say that thing that you're good at, you can't do it anymore. So then who are you without... Mm-hmm who are you if you can't do that thing anymore? Like, you shouldn't... Your life shouldn't depend on the fact that you can do something good. Because, mm-hmm. like, one day, that thing that you can do good might be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, don't, don't rely on that. Like, who are you? Find out who yeah. you are without that thing that you're good at. I think that's, that's something deeper, though. That's, that's not surface
1: level. That's deep. Oh, yeah, oh, do you mean the thing that you have is external and you have to rely on the internal not necessarily rely
0: but like at least acknowledge it consider it because let's say let's say you're oh, good at also hmm? go on bro hmm? no go on i want to get your point i was gonna say let's say you're good at football let's say you're amazing at hmm. football but and uh play premier league all of that core cool. but there's no substance within you once football is taken away from you that's you're gonna see it as okay downhill let's say you get you you get injured that's going to be downhill from there because there's nothing else within you that you can actually look look back onto. Not not not, not necessarily, mm-hmm. oh, academics, cool. You have a bit of brain, cool. It's like substance within, mental substance, emotional substance, there's nothing within. All you focus on is football. That's been your number one priority mm-hmm. for so long. So once it's been taken away from you, there's nothing that you can really look back on. There's nothing that really comes to mind that you can actually do. There's no substance.
1: Mm-hmm. You get it? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying take responsibility in self-developing yourself. Yeah. In, for example, um, public speaking, because that's something everyone has, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. most people have an issue with, um, social skills, yeah. networking, stuff like that, and just mentally and spiritually yeah, becoming yeah. a better person. Yeah. Okay. Things, beyond things again, you're
2: again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I so what are going to say? These.
2: What you? Salama. Oh, Salama. Oh, no, no, go on, go on, go on. Oh. I feel there's something to be said about um, the point that you made, you can see, It's very important because, if anything, what you realize is that you don't necessarily have to get injured or be in a position where you can't perform that function anymore to realize that it's not a, it's not a sustainable way to live your life. Because let's say you are very good at football, right? You only you only be able to operate at 100% in the domain of football. Outside of football, so. We, taking into account your relationships because we are social creatures and you always deal with people your relationships will mm-hmm. simply crumble you will not how to communicate with other people and that in turn will have a lasting effects on yourself like we see um people so if you look at um, people who work their backsides off to accumulate a large amount of wealth and most of the times these people are men you see that they're they just—they seem a bit empty. They seem that that after work and after business, there's nothing about them. There's nothing inside yeah. them. And then, when you're in that situation, how do you expect yourself to find a network of friends? And how do you expect yourself to find a wife to contend with? You can't expect those things at that point. So you have to make sure mm. that there are some sort of values that, literally, as long as your brain works, cannot be lost. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Ah, cool, yeah, yeah. Um we've given you the
0: red one. Do your thing you what two pieces of advice, yeah?
3: We'll go we we'll guess first and then Yeah, yeah, guess first, go on. Alright, go. You got two pieces of
1: advice? <laughs> one, but Ideally if... one, but if you if you got two Okay, then... well, one piece no, of no. advice. Never lose hope after every difficult difficult time, there's ease. That one's just
0: short and simple. Do you want
1: to break it down, or do you want to just leave it for them? Well, it's everyone could take it as they want to take it, but that's just I mm-hmm. want to give. Uh, there's always hope in this world. It's just how you see things. Wait, someone, do you have one?
3: Uh, should I go first? then? Uh, yeah. yeah, we as people need to stop talking about killing time, we, and we need to realize that time is actually killing
2: us. That's dangerous. That is all oh, my dangerous. Whoa, that is oh dangerous. Oh, go ahead, <laughs> Aki. Aki, I bro,
0: bro. I leave guys to figure it out. they for this, bro.
3: I leave guys to figure
0: it out. they're not. paying for this, bro. Come on, nah, man. i like,
2: bro. This we need
0: to put a little fee. We need to put. A fee. <laughs> yeah, legit. To hear that part specifically, you need to pay <laughs> ten pounds.
3: <laughs> oh £10. my, <laughs> yeah, that one.
0: Out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but Leave like an album, crazy. Yeah, cool. My thing. Um, actually, I'm I'm blank, man. Yeah. Cut me out of this one. I'm blank.
3: I couldn't, technically, we have three pieces of advice, anyways, because Red's saying it, so it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll come back with something different. Wait, Philip, will you have to do oh, it in yeah. three minutes, 40 seconds?
2: Three minutes, 40 seconds. <laughs>
3: can I put
1: one more? Can I put one more? If you have to, go you on, then. Go, on <laughs> then. go on, <laughs> then. <laughs> Make it four. Alright, uh, say it Alright, uh, you are the master of your destiny. You can influence, direct, and control your environment. You can make your life how you want it to be. Yes, i'm doing
2: that stuff i know yes, i know some of you guys watch this podcast and you just let it run without rewinding it so do me a favor. hold on, hold on bro how, how are they watching it reading it <laughs> same <laughs> thing no one cares okay, i can't lie here bro don't ever don't ever draw me out of that again don't ever join me out of bro, that again bro you set me up you set me up don't join me, me out of that again listen do that after the podcast <laughs> <laughs> do that after the oh, podcast man. But as I was saying, I oh, know some man. of you guys are listening to this podcast and you didn't rewind that. So I need to rewind that back to Salama's part and this is that whole part of here again. Listen to it yeah, again. Please. You are not digesting. Please, please. I know for a fact some of you not digesting. Okay. No problem.
0: Right then, go on, get your camera right. start paying your now, scene.
2: Now I have two minutes 30 seconds, so I'll try doing it in that time. Okay, so I was speaking with a, with a colleague. Mine. Young lady, she's a very um, sweet person, but I am also posted on my story, and I'm going to say that a lot on the podcast because I pretty much post everything my story when it comes to um, thinking and how to um, behave in life. I posted my story that you can't save everyone, so it's not possible for you to save everyone. as she popped up and she said, um, I should elaborate, please. I know for a fact that she was there for a little debate, a little back and forth. So it pretty much goes at like this, the analogy pretty much goes like this, if you are a lifeguard and somebody's drowning you have obligation or you you might consider yourself to have an obli- a moral obligation to go and save them, which is fine that's completely fine for you to try and save someone that's drowning, however when you get to them, if they are not ready to be saved and they are adamant about dragging you down under with them you have to let them go it's completely necessary for you to let them go and other people reason that oh well that's not nice or that's mean or why can't I keep helping them. The reason you can't keep helping them is because someone who doesn't want to be helped cannot be helped. You have to want to be helped first for someone to help you. And anything over that, anything that you think, oh I can still do, it's just, uh, how do I put it, an, inf- an, an inflated sense of your own heroism to save that person. So look, you mm-hmm. can't save everyone. Some people you have to let them go. That's just how life works. Mm. There you go.
0: Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of like um, at least of you probably have heard of it. You know the one where they say um, you can take the horse to the river, but you can't force the horse to drink water. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, it's like that one. Like you can help someone to do something, but if they don't want to take it, then it is what is. And I've experienced that quite a lot. I've, oh. I've tried to help people, they don't want to take it on. Just let them be, let them do their thing Eventually they might clock on But I mean, you've done your part That's the thing, you've done your part Thank you very much guys For listening to this podcast But before we go We have something new, something very new Whenever we bring a guest on We plan to do something called the QMS Challenge And our first guest, Red One has the honour of doing The QMS Challenge Let's go So we're giving you, someone keep a timer Don't worry, I'll keep a timer and um, Salama, you keep count of this,
3: yeah? I, I, I can't, yeah?
0: Yeah, you All can't right, how many, cool, yeah, cool, how many cool. he gets. Cool. We're giving you 30 seconds to name as many
1: NBA players as you can from now. Kerry Irving, LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Iverson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, um, Aaron, whilst Nicola... And, um, KD. You
2: can continue, you can continue
1: on. continue as many continue. as you want, as many as you Oh, want. Okay. okay. Miles, Holiday, um, T- Lamello, um, Ball, Kemba, Brooke, um, and Ty. Steven. Ty, Ty, Ty. Fair play. How <laughs> many was that? I think
0: that's 14. Yeah.
1: 14, Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. So for now, red one at the top of the leaderboard. whenever you one of you guys come onto the podcast, we'll see who can
2: beat that. Um yeah. Okay, so thank you guys for listening. Hold on, we're gonna keep the guest for the next podcast a secret, make it a surprise. Yeah, yeah, surprise, surprise. Yeah, and surprise. firstly
3: just congratulate him for being top of the leaderboard, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know
1: yeah, yeah. 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 Leader, on mm-hmm. will oh, all mind. Thank you guys. Well done, yeah. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, he's he's actually exactly happy as well. Anyways. Um,
3: (laughs) uh,
0: Alright. Alright, cool. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. And um, stay blessed.